Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Oh, friends and neighbors, it's uh, Monster 8 the Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday night, which means it is time for three songs of the week, uh, some other talk and whatnot, whatever's going on this wonderful Sunday evening. I just ate a whole bunch of ribs and now I feel like garbage, but you're supposed to feel like garbage. I think that's the key. I think when you eat that much meat and you feel like garbage, you have to realize you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's doing good out there. If this is the first time you've tuned in, thank you. Uh, welcome. And if it's the second time, thank you for coming back. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Uh, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Amazon, and Anchor, which is also the sponsor of the podcast. So thank you so much for that. Um, yes, yeah, I think we're going to have a decent little show tonight. Don't have a whole lot planned. Got the three songs. Got some sports talk and some TV talk and some life talk, bro. We're going to talk about life. <laughs> uh, Sundays. I don't give a shit about Sundays at all. I've never enjoyed, like, you know, I think it's because, like, I love the pub, like, working at the pub so much that, you know, I never worked Sundays for the longest time. And every job I've had since then, it's like, Sundays are our most important day. And it sucks. I fucking hate it. Sundays is just a natural kind of wind down of, like, your week, like, the previous week. I don't know. It's always been that way for me. Like, Sundays is the day to kind of reflect on everything. I don't know. It's the Catholic kid in me, which, I don't know. We went to church on Saturday, so I don't know. What, I don't know what I'm talking about. It always feels, like, nice and boring. We always went to, like, my grandma and grandpa's, and, uh, you know, he'd sit there and watch golf. And I hated it. God, I hated it so much. I never understood watching the golf. I'm not saying I understand that people go out and play it. It seems fun. <clears throat> I have a good time. But uh, like the watching it, I don't. I don't fucking understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand you, and I don't want to. <laughs> Come out challenging or straight up. Yeah, I don't know. So I always felt like Sundays were just having that weird reflective day. So I've never enjoyed working them. I really do not want to. But, you know, this is part of the jobs I've always been in, bro. I don't know. So, so what else can we talk about, I guess, besides Sundays? We'll talk a little bit more about, you know, work and values and self-value and all that little stuff a little bit later. So let's jump into the sports talk. I think that was a little better. Not completely obnoxious as usual. 
<laughs> sports talk. We have had a little bit of a while since I've had to talk about much sports. You know, the Premier League's been on a little break. International football, that garbage uh, was going on. Um, you know, <laughs> Liverpool did not take that uh, international break and get themselves any better. Defended like absolute garbage yesterday. 3-3 with Brighton. Good fight back. Two goals from Bobby Firmino, which always makes me happy when Bobby Dazzler gets a couple. And I think uh, there's an own goal as well. We fought back from 2-0, get down and go up 3-2, then give up a late goal. Like, it's a fucking deserved point for Brighton. We were fucking trash. We were really bad. Really, really bad. Like, Allison's been our best player as goalie, you know, as a keeper. That's not good. It's not good. Virgil's been awful. He really has been. Like, it's now it's undeniable he's been really bad so far this year. Trent's kind of... I don't fucking know, man. We are not good. We are not good at all. And people all over Darwin... He played like fucking three minutes yesterday. Like, what the fuck's he supposed to do? Seriously. I don't know. Like, injuries are no longer an excuse. Most of the team's back. It's just, we are not good. We're just, we are ragged. That's what it is. You know, there's sometimes when, you know, you have, you give your all for something and then you have to come back the next day and try again and you just don't have it. You just don't have the energy to try again or go again and do it all over again. And I feel that's where we are. That's where we are as a team with Liverpool. Um, last year we played literally every game available to us. First English team to ever do that. You know, we won two cups. You have to play 38 games, you go to the Champions League final. No other uh, English side has ever done that before. And it looks like it because we, we just, we look absolutely ragged and done. And, um, yeah, the league's gone. I, I, we're close enough to where it's like, it's not, you know, we still play, we play City in two weeks. I don't know how the fuck we're going to survive that. Kevin De Bruyne to... Erling Haaland is an absolute fucking cheat code. It's not fair. I scored another hat trick today. Phil Foden scored a hat trick. They bossed the Manchester Derby, which is funny that, like, God, like, so many, uh, mostly, like, companies and stuff like that, like the big corpos, are trying to, like, really push that the Manchester Derby is a huge fucking game. It, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big game, but it's not a huge fucking game. Like, you know, Manchester United's biggest rivals are, um... Liverpool, number one. It's probably Arsenal and Leeds, then Manchester City. Like, you know, it's not that big. I mean, literally, City uh, United fans are openly rooting for City to win titles over us. You know, <laughs> like, it's not that big of a fucking rivalry. That's what they try. They put out all these things like, who's got the who's the biggest derby in England? And it's like, uh, you get the Merseyside, which is Liverpool-Everton. You got the North London, which is Tottenham and Spurs, which is the biggest derby. Because those teams fucking hate each other. Like, legitimately. Like, I couldn't imagine being Saul Campbell when he moved from Spurs to Arsenal. Like, some of the shit he would have got. Like, whew, tough. But yeah, like, then they tried to, like, ooh, Manchester Derby. It's like, nobody gives a shit out of the Manchester Derby. Those teams openly root for each other to keep, like, other people from winning titles. Like, Manchester City rooted for United because, hey, City was never good. And then, you know, we could root for United because they'll win the titles and all that fun stuff. But, you know, you know it's like City's one, Manchester two's my favorite team. Or United's two for my favorite teams. Back then, for certain people from Manchester, a lot of people from Manchester. Then Manchester City got a whole fucking regime behind them. And now they have unlimited funds to do whatever the fuck they feel like. And um, they can just be as ruthless as fucking possible. And now, like, you know, United's fell off and they're openly rooting for City to beat Liverpool to titles every single year. Because they don't want Liverpool to win titles or Arsenal or anybody. So, I don't know. Like, they're trying that so bad it's not that big of a fucking game. But it was 6-3. 
Should have been a fun game to watch, but yeah, I, I don't know. City is just um, so boring sometimes to watch, because it's just a matter of time before they just fucking let loose. And like I said, Kevin De Bruyne and Hurling Holland is not fair. It's not fair at all for <laughs> any defense, not just English defenses. Uh, any defense in the world is going to really struggle. This might be the year that they win their fucking Champions League. Holy. They may not fucking lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he's got three home hat tricks already. Like, he's going to obliterate that fucking scoring record. Salah set uh, a couple years ago. He's going to obliterate it. Like, he legitimately might score 50 goals this league season. The record's like 32. He's He legitimately, <laughs> I don't think he's going to get 50. But he's legitimately, he could probably get 40 to 45. Uh, rough. Rough stuff. Yeah, Liverpool, I don't know. We, the heart's not in it right now with the team. And that's, that's sad to see. Um, I think I kind of vaguely talked about it. It's like, if you really want to build, like, dynasties, franchises, and stuff like that, like, the big ones that truly remembered. Alex Ferguson was key for this for not a few years. He was fucking ruthless. If you did not want to be there, you were gone. There was no, you got to sulk around or do whatever. If you weren't 100% for the calls, you were out the fucking door. And Liverpool just, we didn't do that. It's because, you know, FSG is just not that style. I mean, you see it with Boston Red Sox, where they just don't re-sign their guys, you know. Mookie Betts got the fucking leave. Uh, you know, one of the best players of his generation got the fucking leave. Uh, Xander Bogart's in that same boat. Now they're talking Rafael Devers might be leaving too from the Red Sox. Like, that's because they don't want to spend money. And that's why all these fucking American owners and English soccer want to get the fucking Super League going because it gives them the opportunity to not have to spend money all the fucking time to keep the team good. Fuck them. Um, yeah, so that, you know, because... A couple years ago, really, we should have moved on certain players. Like, there's no reason why Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's still with Liverpool. Um, he should at least be loaned out by now. Um, Milner really shouldn't be on the team anymore. He probably, I mean, we could probably have done something with Leeds, where when Leeds came back up, we could have moved Milner to them. You know, returning, yeah. You know, he played with Leeds in his youth. Returning, uh, what would be... The prodigal son returns home. He could have been their captain. And, like I said, I love Milner. I fucking love Jimmy Milner. Uh, but then, like, you know, we could have rotated Henderson into that Milner role where he's more of that veteran who doesn't play every single fucking game, you know. And, nope. So, like, a fucking uh, starting lineup from 18-19 to now, there's, like, two differences. Like, of the 11, there's two. That's not good enough. You gotta continuously refresh the squad. And Pep Guardiola talks about that all the time. He's constantly refreshing squads. Um, so it's just, that's where we've fallen behind. We just haven't refreshed the team enough. And that's why we're really falling behind right now. Um, it's not completely over yet. We'll still probably get top four. We'll eventually come out of it and start playing consistently well. We're too good. We're too talented to completely fall off the fucking face of the earth. But second, third would probably be where we finish at this year, I would assume. But then again, I keep thinking, this is going to turn the corner. We beat Ajax. Yeah, this turns the corner. We beat Bournemouth 9-0. This will turn the corner. This will get him going again. Nope. Oh, this, you know, extended break is going to get him going? Nope. I don't know. Then in other uh, English footy news, uh, Preston North End fought to a 0-0 draw again with Sunderland. <laughs> it's a point. Continuously get those points, man. Stay out of relegation scraps, I guess. But yeah, they've got to get some goal scoring. <laughs> they've got to find a way to put the ball in the back of the freaking net. And then uh, Portsmouth lost. First time in the season. I think first, uh, yeah, first loss of the league campaign to Ipswich, which is their main um, rival for like the uh, for the top of 
promotion or the League One. I'm also thinking about picking up Tranmere Rovers as a team. That's another uh, Merseyside side, uh, team. And I think they're in League Two. I think I might pick up one of their stuff. I might do that. You never know, man. Maybe I'll be that cool guy who wears random-ass uniforms all the time. I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> and then the big... like, So it's been a pretty shitty sports weekend, it looks like, you know? Um, college football I don't give a shit about, I guess. Uh, Northwestern lost. Uh, Syracuse won. They're 5-0. No. Cool. Don't care. Um... Yes, I don't give a shit. But the big thing for me was, like I said, I took my family, uh, my brother Nate, his wife Nikki, niece Madeline, and my mother to the Columbus Crew New York Red Bulls game. And oh my good God. Woo! Uh, Frankie Amaya for New York scored a great long range shot uh, in the, early in the second half. Um, Caleb Porter needs to figure some shit out with his fucking offense because it's so heavily reliant on Lucas and Cucho to do everything. If they're not in the game, there's zero chance we can score a fucking goal. He's got Hurtado up top, who is not a big guy. He's not a big guy. But he's playing back to fucking goal, trying to do hold-up play. And he just, you know, center backs are just bigger than him. They just win the headers. You know, so he's never accurate if he does win a header because, you know, he just can't get to him. So he's always back to goal. It's not good enough. There's got to be some different forms of attack because you see it in the goal scoring. Goal scoring is not great. Defense is good, though we give up the goals at the worst fucking time. Um, but then he brought in, uh, what's his name? Is it Russell Rowe? I don't know. And then he brought in uh, Mo Farsi, two of the youngsters. And uh, they changed the fucking game. They fucking did. Two youngsters. It was awesome. Uh, Derek Etienne scored two goals in the last four minutes to fucking win it, keep the playoff hopes alive. I lost my fucking mind, dude. It was wonderful. Sit there, oh, it was great. Happened right in front of me. I was like second row, right off to the uh, uh, be the keeper's left, and um, oh, it was great. Right in front of us, happening. Uh, I think you you can see me like clapping along at, during the Columbus Crew celebrations on the second goal. The camera turns around. You can see me and my family right across there for a quick second. It's pretty cool. Um, no, but I think Farsi's going to be a really good player for Columbus. I think he really could be. There was a cross in by Pedro. He chested it down to Etienne to put it in the back of the neck. That's, I mean, the... you Because, like I said, they had to win last night. So to have to the... Um, composure to get a ball in the 90th minute into you to chest it down as a pass to somebody else in a better position. I swear he didn't chest it down and just try to like fucking just take a whack at it and either put it in, you know, row Z or drag it really wide or just really mishit it or just put it into somebody else for a block. But no, he chested down and there was like, as soon as the chest down, it's like, this is a goal. And like a couple, like, I don't know. It was fucking great. And then, um, great bit of play. And you've, you saw what I'm talking about with Hurtado being back to goal all the time with Russell Rowe. Um, Morea, I think it was Morea, drove in. No, he gave it to Nagby. He drove in, put a ball into Lucas, and he just a little flick off. Right to Russell Rowe is playing off you know, the shoulder of the striker, and it's, it's like, mm, the quick one-twos are so... Uh, this team is designed to do that a little bit. But no, I don't know. I don't know anything, I guess. Um... Yeah, and then he put on a really good shot, then it fell right to Etienne, the rebound, and boom. I just got done cursing Etienne, like, so bad. <laughs> because he had a great chance that he just blew over the fucking bar. Oh, Jesus, it was one of those, like, ugh, 
That's him to a fucking T, you know, just the end product's never there. And then, boom, he scores two in four minutes, keeps the playoff hopes alive. Uh, still got a game in hand over Cincy. So I think if uh, they can get the win over Charlotte, uh, I think Wednesday. I'm not sure how that game's working, whether it's going to be continuation, so if they play like a half hour or if they're just going to restart the whole fucking game, there's inclement weather. So they got to win. If they win there, they jump Cincy, if I'm thinking correctly. Let me bring up the table. Oh, come on. Be slow. Also, the Browns lost today. They should be 4-0, and they lost. <laughs> Their guts are fucking... Oh, Jesus. Uh, horrible last drive. Let's see. Wrong place, Brandon. Where is it? Well, fuck me, man. Come on. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so if they win, if they can beat Charlotte, they jump the 48 points, which would be two points clear at Cincinnati. They jump three teams, and the who is it? I think it's... We got them, and then I think it is Orlando? Yeah, then we got Orlando, which will be a huge game next Sunday, because Orlando is one of those teams they would jump. Um, yeah, so got to get that win, and then you know hope for a couple games to go the ways that they need to. Um, I still hate the fact that, despite the fact Orlando and Inter-Miami ahead of us, even though their goal differentials in the negative, while Columbus has a positive, I mean, what the fuck ever, right? American sports is going to be different, guys. Uh, whatever. Stupid. Such a great time. I'm so glad to take my family to that. My niece seemed to enjoy it. She said something about if they can just move to Columbus. <laughs> in your face. That's right. Show them great times. Eat. Uh, I had a pizza burger. She had a cheese pizza. And she doesn't like cheese. So what it was was she gets the cheese pizza and just scrapes the cheese off. That's a six-year-old or seven-year-old for you. <laughs> oh, crazy kids, man. Uh, what else are we talking about tonight, guys? I don't know. That should be the end of the sports talk. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, I think that's everything, right? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about the damn... Uh, anything else, really. Major League Baseball season's almost done. Uh, the Reds probably going to lose 100 games because they've been garbage for a month again. Uh, who gives a shit? Like, really. Not a real game anymore. Uh, but then other than that, let's see. What else was I going to talk about? Oh! It took them seven weeks, but... Or, was it seven episodes? I still haven't caught up on House of the Dragon, or the Hot D, as uh, me and Jake are now calling it. And by that, I mean Jake started calling it the Hot D. I like it, so I'm going to call it Hot D as well. I'm going to be... I don't know when I'm going to watch it. I don't know, I just can't pick out... I always have, like, in my head, scheduled out times. I don't know whether it's me growing up watching TV that way. You know, oh, 8 o'clock on Wednesdays, it's lost time. Um, that's how I just watch stuff, and I cannot figure out when to watch Hot D or not. Well, like, when can I do it? Um... I'm going to say Hot D so much, you're going to hate saying it. It's going to become part of your like vocabulary, too. Um, I can't figure out when I'm going to watch it. I'll probably just wait till all of it's wrapped and then I can watch it. I already know what's kind of going on and what's going to be happening. I'm excited to see it all still. That's the thing. Is like Some people are like, oh, you need to be needs to be unpredictable to keep guessing. No, it doesn't. It just has to be fucking good. Um, yeah, but then I watched... Uh, for some reason, even though I like Hot D more than I like Rings of Power... 
I have been making the time to watch Rings of Power. Like, you know, I literally waited right at midnight. I put it on. Like, you know, I don't know why. Not sure why. Like I said, I, I've enjoyed Hot D way more than uh, be Rop. Rings of Power. That's not a good one. Rope. Rop. <laughs> um, no, but it was actually a really, really good episode, I thought, of uh, Rings of Power. I like the big finale at the end with the uh, basically the explosion of Mount Doom and the kind of the creation of Mordor. Um, I thought the action was pretty good. There's some still some stupid stuff in there. That's, uh, I don't know, I, like, I'm 99% sure that fucking Hallbrand is, Hallbrand or whatever his fucking name is, the King of the Southlands is actually fucking Sauron, I, I'm like 99% sure on that, um, just the way they're not, like, especially when Adar is like, oh, who are you, and he just kind of stands there and he walks off, he's like, do you remember me, but he's like, he's also being so fucking helpful. Like, I really don't want repentant Sauron, and then he turns, because him and Galadriel bang, and then she rejects him, now he's going to be the evil fucking ring creator or whatever, because if that's where they fucking go, shove it up your ass, because that'd be fucking horrible. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I thought it was a really good episode. A lot of action, because it's been so fucking slow. Like, you know what I mean? And not, like, a good slow. Like, you can do a good slow burn on TV shows, and things go ratchet up. But, like... You look at their poster, and they show fucking Celeborn on there. Not Celeborn. What's his fucking name? Is it Celeborn? I don't fucking remember. The guy who makes the damn rings. Shit. Whatever. Do you know a fucking thing about him? Except that he's kind of buddies buddies with fucking Elrond. Do you know anything? I don't fucking remember anything. And then, like, there's a couple points where they yell somebody's name. Like, was I supposed to remember who that was? I don't remember who that person is that just died. I don't know. But I still think... The fucking orc design is really outstanding. Um, a little bloody at times for a Lord of the Rings show. I feel like, I don't know, I don't think it needs to be gory. But at the same time, it wasn't over-the-top gory, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, it's the best episode so far. Not seeing a whole lot for that. I think most of it's been like seven, seven and a half. So I think I may have said eight early a few weeks ago, but... Mm. Like, the more I think about it, like, the more it kind of falters. I think, like, seven, seven and a half has been where it's been. This has probably been the first, like, eight episode. Like, it was a pretty good episode. And I like the... The ending was really cool. I kind of knew that was coming. Or, I didn't know how they were going to do it, but I kind of figured season one would have something to do with uh, Mount Doom blowing up. Um, so, I don't know. I like to see where it's going from here. Um... And for the love of God, Galadriel does not be a goddamn rage monster. It's very annoying. It's not fun to watch her do anything. At least the show does acknowledge it. I will say that. At least the show does acknowledge that she's just a rage monster. And it's just, it's not cool. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, hopefully they can figure something out. Because she's, like, why the fuck? Like, she's, in her, you got the, the damn bad guy sitting there talking like, oh, you know, I want to give these orcs a chance at real life and become, like, brothers and sisters, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm going to kill every single one of them while you watch. Like, kind of rooting for this fucking guy now. Like, what the fuck was that? Jesus. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Let's see. What's got going on this week? We got the podcast coming Wednesday. Still working on getting Lauren up here. Like he says, like, oh, I'll give you a call, man. You ne- never never, put it in Lauren's hands. I should have learned that a long time ago. You never put things in Lauren's hands. You make decisions for him. <laughs> uh, no, we got that coming out. Eventually, I'll have Lauren on. But yeah, Wednesday, we'll just have the regular show. Um, I got vacation this week. 
I don't think I'm going to Boston. I don't think I'm going to do it. I want like, yeah, so to. I was like, man, I don't want to do Boston for like two days and come back. I want to do Boston for a week or something like that. I want to take a whole week and just party in Boston. And by that, I mean go to an Airbnb, hang out there, maybe watch a whole season of a television show while I'm in Boston, then walk around, you know, go fuck yourself, your mother, you know, stuff like that. Them apples, L Street, Jack Nicholson. I don't know. <laughs> Matt Damon. Uh, you know, I, I really do need to get back to Boston, but i got to figure out what I'm going to do. I might go down I might go down to P-Town, you never know. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of cash on me for out of fucking nowhere. I never have cash, now I have a shit ton of it. I need to go to the bank. I need to get a bank in Columbus. That's really the true answer to that equation there is, oh, I have all this money. I have to go two hours to put it in the bank. How about I just get a bank in Columbus? That's not me, guys. <laughs> not me at all. Um, oh, so I got like, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I haven't had three days off since I went to Toronto four months ago, four or five months ago. So it should be, yeah, I don't know. should be a good time. I'll figure something out. Maybe I'll go up to the uh, lake, get some good seafood. Lake, some lake fish, do some other cool stuff. I don't know. I haven't decided nothing yet. Maybe I'll just clean, take two days. Might go hang with Jake on Thursday because I'm a cool guy. Cool guy, cool guy. That's what I am. <laughs> oh, where are we at? Other than that, I guess we've had a huge bit of sports talk, some TV talk. I guess, I don't know. I guess one thing, though, I, I thought about it for a second. Like, yeah, since, you know, I decided not to go to Boston, I might go to, uh, what you would call it? What you would call it? I might just go to work, you know. I'll just work that day. I'll get paid for vacation and I'll still work. And then, like, it just hit me. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Value your fucking time, man. You know, if you got the time off, take it. Don't sacrifice everything for work. That's one thing you uh, really need to teach certain people. It's just, you know, yeah, it makes your your money and your livelihood or whatever. But you know, don't give it all away. You just fucking can't. Yeah, you've got to, I don't know, you know, you just got to value yourself. You got to value yourself, got to, you know, stand up for yourself, especially in the workplace. Because especially when you realize, like, you know, you're more important than, um, like, especially right now, so many people are struggling finding work. If they're going to treat you like, she's like, hey, motherfucker, you can't hire anybody. So guess what? I've got the power here. When you realize you've got the power, take that power, man. Take it as far as you fucking can. You know, it, it may lead you being shit can, but it's going to be a great couple of months while you're in the fucking, like, you know, you're top of the food chain there. Yeah, that's what, you know, something you gotta just work on in there. It's like, you know, if they're gonna treat you like shit or just, like, they're not gonna value you, like, you know what? Yeah, I don't know, take take the chances, take those opportunities to demonstrate your value, Dennis System. Um, demonstrate value. And then the show's like, hey, this is what you're fucking missing, this is what you're losing. Also, or you can just say, hey, I'm not gonna work nearly as hard as I was because you're not going to recognize me for that stuff. You know, or you're just going to act like that's part of the norm. And when you're like, you know, it's not, you're just like, yeah, you know, piss off. You know, I'm going to show you what the new norm is. And it's going to be me sitting around reading goddamn books. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm, I think I had like a little thing in my head there, like a sliver of an idea. And I just kind of rambled on it. Whatever. We're just having a good time. Great time. Wonderful time. Um, I'm still sleeping on that new mattress. So. Random thing. Random thing I just actually found out like two days ago. So I bought like a really, really nice gaming laptop last year. And like, it's it's wonderful. runs beautifully. Uh, we had an issue though, like less than a year in, where it had to be plugged in at all times or it would shut off. Like if I 
unplug like the uh, like the chargers, it would shut off completely, even with 100% battery. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's happening here. Then one night, I'm sitting there just doing something. I pick it up, move it, and it shuts off. Everything's plugged in good. Shuts off, won't come back on. So I'm like, oh, shit. So we come out there, and they replace the, uh, bo- like the motherboard or whatever the fuck they call that thing. Circuit board, I don't know. And um, didn't fix it. So I had to send it off, and it got fixed. Came back. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, camera doesn't work on it anymore. I'm not sure why. I don't really care. It's not like I fucking game on Like, I'm not a Twitch guy, which I think's dumb. Like, I think they do, what, a 70-30 split or some regard, like, or is it a 50-50 split? Yeah, they do a 50-50 split with content creators, and they're pretty fucking sick of it. Because they, uh, to, there's, like, such over-the-top ridiculousness to, like, hit that 50-50 split. Every, like, and if you don't hit that, you don't get the 50-50. Um, I saw somebody do the math. It's like, you basically have to be, like, streaming, like, up to, like, 60 or 70 hours a week. To hit that 50-50 mark, if I saw that right. If that's the case, fuck Twitch. Um, just corpos, greedy corpos. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, my computer. So then, like, a couple months after I got it back from being fixed, one day I unplugged it to do something, and it shut off. Again, I was like, what the fuck? So I run diagnostics, say the battery's bad, like, completely dead. And, like, useless. I'm like, well, fuck. I mean, not like I unplug it that much anyway to move around, so, I mean, I can deal with it. And then the other night, I unplug it to move it into from my uh, regular living room to the music room for stuff. And I have it sitting down. And I'm like, I wonder if it's still that way. And I push the button. And like I said, this is months. And it kicked on without it being plugged in. So I somehow fixed it without even trying to fix it. So good for Brandon. Good job, Brandon. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, man, I don't know how that happened or why that happened. But I fixed my computer without even trying. I'm a pretty smart guy, apparently. I really don't know what I did. I really have zero idea. Like, uh, I noticed something a couple weeks ago where it seemed like it was running off battery instead of, like, the chargers or whatever, you, however you want to phrase that. Where, if, like, you know, you don't have the chargers plugged and it's just running off its battery. It kind of seemed like it was that way, but I'm like, everything's plugged in and good to go. I'm like, hmm, whatever. So that's what made me think about trying it, why it wasn't plugged in. So I did it and kicked on. I was like, hmm, good for me. Great for me. Spent $3,000 on that laptop. Worth it. So worth it playing certain games. Like, you can really fucking mod some stuff out. Woo! Some stuff looks great. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever. Enjoying the new mattress. I think that's where we started off with that. (laughs) Oh, other than that, I think it's time for the three songs of the week. Song number one is... I never said the opening song of the night, did I? I did not. It's Idols and Gang of Four. Damaged Goods. Oh, great band. Fucking love Idols. They almost made the songs of the week. Or did they make it? I can't even remember anymore, guys. I'm all over the place right now. Uh, what was the third song of the week? I didn't write anything down, so I do apologize. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I remember now. I remember now. Uh, yeah, but yeah, opening song like Idols, Damaged Goods... Uh, with Gang of Four. Uh, great song. Great band. I really wish I would have saw them live a few months ago when I had tickets, but sobriety anxiety got to me. Uh, man. That's why I was so happy to go to the show the other night. I started having a little bit of like, nah, I'm with my friends. I'm with my I'm with my good friends. My good guys. My homies. My brothers. <laughs> so we had a good time. Uh, but song number one this week is from that one man, that one legend, that one, I don't know, Ghost, 
I, I don't know what the, how to call him, man. Just just a legend, a aberration, something that does not seem of this world. Mr. Tom Waits. It's uh, Downtown Train off Rain Dogs. One of his catchier songs, I always felt like. I like the guitar in it. Obviously, you know, it's just a... Uh, it's Tom Waits doing Tom Waits' voice, and it's beautiful. So this is Downtown Train by Tom Waits. Oh, man. Great song. I fucking love Tom Waits a lot. I love Rain Dogs. I don't have Rain Dogs, but I need to get it. Um, I've got... It was... It was um, Oh, shit. Nighthawks at the Diner. That was the one I bought. Um, also, the record I forgot to mention last week was Booker T and the, Booker T and the MGs. I think it's the Stack Sessions. So that should be a great record to put on sometime. Um... No, I love Downtown Train. I love Rain Dogs as an album as a whole. Like I said, a little more of an accessible song from Tom. Not so wild and just like, what the fuck is happening? This shit's wild, man. Uh, you know, he knows how to paint a great picture. You know, the whole, like, you know, I'm shining like a new dime. The Downtown Trains are full with all those Brooklyn girls. They try so hard to break out of their little worlds. Yeah. And then there's that line about the carnivals. Yeah, they stay at the carnival, but they'll never, but they'll never win you back. Great rec- That's a great, great line. Great line. Tom Waits wrote some great stuff. Him and uh, you know Bruce had that kind of thing too, where they wrote a lot of songs that became famous with other people, which is pretty fucking neat. I I always think that's so cool that some people do that. I know. Um, I don't know. Half ah, fuck it. That's that's stuff for Bruce to talk about with Bruce. <laughs> oh, song number one was Tom Waits. Song number two was a song I was talking about the other night. When I watched the American Aquarium show, American Aquarium show, um, yeah, like I, I went back and forth because I knew like as soon as I watched them live, I'm like they're obviously gonna be a song of the week because I'm gonna be listening to them so much. Um, I went back and forth. Almost went with Jacksonville, which is my favorite song by them. They didn't play it the other night, but I decided, you know, since I talked about it so much, um, the song where he talks about his, uh, you know, his mother who just passed, and like you know, kind of the important moments in his life, they has to realize, you know. He'll never have her in those moments. Um, and I'm like, it has to be that. I talked about it enough. It has to be this song. It's called The First Years off Chica Macomico, which is their new record, which came out just in June of this year. Um, great record. I listened to it the other day again before I went to the show. It's a great record. Great record. Great record. Uh, so, yeah, this is The First Year by American Aquarium. A truly beautiful song by uh, B.J. Barnum of American Aquarium. An absolute treasure of a song. All about life, love, loss. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really great song, isn't it? Um, that fucking line, though, where he's talking about uh, you know his parents' marriage and stuff like that. A shining example of what love could truly be. Like a castle made of sand. Watch that mountain of a man fall apart when they laid to rest as queen. That's beautiful. Beautiful stuff there. Uh, like I said, that's off Chica, Chica Macomico, uh, which was, yeah, June was when it was released by American Aquarium. If you've not checked it out, check it out. And if you have a chance to see them live, see them live. They are fucking, they tear it up. They absolutely tear it up. Some of the best to ever do it, man. <sighs> and speaking of American Aquarium, the song I talk, I said the other day is going to be one of the songs of the week. So this is no surprise coming at you for the first time. In the history of this podcast, the Rolling Stones, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be here. We're not going to be here, obviously. We're going to listen to the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be here. Uh, this is off Sticky Fingers. It's Can't You Hear Me Knocking. Like, one of the best songs. I love the drum work one. All of it. All, all this whole song is so fucking good. We're not going to listen to the whole thing. Because there's quite an extended outro. And it's like seven minutes long. We're not going to do the whole fucking thing. This song's so great. Mixed 
vocals kill it. The guitar works fantastic as always. So is the bass, the drums, like all of it. It's just it's 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 Sticky Fingers era Stones, man. It is unreal stuff. It is sexy to the max with three X's there. There's three X's in sexy and there's three X's in max. That means you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty 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 sexy and pretty raw if you know what I mean. <laughs> I crack myself up. I'm so goddamn funny. Uh, this is once again, like I said, uh, American Aquarium came out to this song. I was like, oh, fuck. It's going to be a great show, isn't it? And it sure as hell it was. So this is Can't You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones. All of sticky fingers. At certain point during the day, bro. Remember to take care of yourself. Stay positive. Get better. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. I will see you next time. I'll see you around or whatever the fuck. We're at the end of the show, aren't we? Oh, and end of the song, too. It's fucking perfect, wasn't it? Maybe I planned that. Who never know? We'll never know because I also ramble so much. I have no idea what's planned and what's not. I don't even know what's going on in my brain half the time. See you later. Have a great rest of your night.